קצת בנאלי על מרפסת קרנבלית שפנס שכח עליה להשגיח באורו. נפגשו בהסך דעת, הוא דובר והיא שומעת, היא פיירטה, הוא פיירו. ואולי היא לא פיירטה, ואולי, אולי פשוט, היא בובה מריונטה, שמושכים אותה בחוט. אם זה כך, או אם אחרת, אם אחרת, או אם כך, היא ודאי לא מכוערת. עזרתך נחמדת, גברת. הוא אומר ונאנח. אבל היא מאוד שותקת, ותשובה בפיה אין, היא מכה בשוט השט, ומתחיל להתחונן. בגללך רד אל שחת, מבטייך כמקלחת, כמקלחת הרותחת מעליי ביום תמוז. מהראש עד קצה הנעלה תוססת, מקרעת מילית מילי, לו לרגע מליבך חצי אחוז. שחת מבטייך כמקלחת, כמקלחת הרותחת מעליי ביום תמוז. מהראש עד קצה הנעלה תוססת מקרעת מילית מילי לו לרגע מליבך חצי אחוז. אז בקול רחוק וזר לו באוקטב העליונה כמשחקת בדון קרלוס היא אומרת ועונה
Hi everyone, it's me, Madge Weinstein of the Lesbian Shit. Um, remember? Oh, oh, why does it do that when I have it on the thing with the thing? I don't understand. Why does it do that? The thing. It still makes noise even though I, I have it on Do Not Disturb. Oh, Apple. Oh, Tim Cook. Um, yeah. I'm going to read you the first few. This is the free. I gave a free preview of my uh, paper gram, which means the first few paragraphs are free, but not the whole thing. you got to pay for the rest. Madge.substack.com is my business. I'm just waiting. for. I'm vamping. Am I recording? Yeah. I'm just vamping while I wait for the Burbacia Clemen. And, um, right. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So, this is today's episode, which is Friday. Oh, uh, oh, Burbacia's here. It Tina. Who's Tina? I guess we're not going to hear this preview yet. Because uh, we have Burbacia. Burbacia! Huh? You're muted! You're muted! Tina, you're muted. You're muted. Tina, that you? Wait a minute. Are you? Wait a minute. Have yeah. You, have you had a lot of caffeine today? I have not. I was just. Um, I'm bitchy today, Vervacia. All right. Why don't you just spill mm-hmm. the beans first so we can get that out? <laughs> I don't have any beans. I'm just bitchy. <laughs> no, I don't have beans. It's just that I was having technical problems and I unfortunately got them resolved before you got here. Oh. But the problem was, you know, I get, I hate it when I have to reboot my computer. Like, I, I'm a technical girl, woman, lesbian, yeah. non-gender specific. Though I did change my pronouns today. We can talk about that later. Um, but the thing is, Berbatia, I don't believe you should ever have to reboot. And I think, like, that when I, like, my audio wasn't working. And I'm thinking, how can I fix this? And I'm like, I don't want to reboot because I have all these windows open and shit with my Bitcoin and my lightnings. And, you know, I just, why why should I have to reboot? It's like, it's a cop-out. And that's really all. Now, I'm noticing some, I want to ask you, first of all, before we get started, and I know we have a lot to catch up on. Do you have a button that says original sound on or off on your Zoom screen? Oh, where would it be? Upper left-hand corner, maybe? Upper left yeah. hand. All I see in the upper left hand corner okay. is like one of those little trust I know. boxes. Not her. We trust each other fine. No, no, um, no. I don't believe that. So it's it's fine if you don't. It's just that I turned. I I thought there's a way to turn on original sound, but that's okay. It, don't worry about it. Yeah, it would be next to um, the. Tr- you mean like there's a green, trusty thing? Yeah. And, yeah. And that's it. You don't see anything next to it. Right. I don't see anything next okay. to it. I, I just um, then it's not see yet. your avatar. Uh, yeah, it's a snail, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if it, it anything on this. It says you're connected uh, to Zoom. All right. Copy link. Invite. Yeah. RBB. Show and meeting option to orig- turn on original sound. I don't see anything oh, like that. It doesn't, actually, we don't even want to do. Don't even worry about it because I just realized I don't want that anyway because that would turn off your noise cancellation. So anyway, okay. I'm done. Go ahead. How are you? Well, I'm I'm good. I, you know, it's um, along the lines of computers. I have a Microsoft Surface Pro. three, not the Pro, but just the three. Uh-huh. I think it's yeah. 
Yeah. And um, yeah. when I got it, I think the internet, I was sharing it with like, you know, like a, a, the, the landlord provided internet. And mm-hmm. so it was, it would go out. Mm-hmm. Like the, the computer would crash. So I'm on the phone to Microsoft like daily, like what's going on? This thing is like crashing all the time. Yeah. Like cr- crashing. So mm-hmm. they were, they said, you know, here, let's do this. Let's do, you know, they put you through the troubleshooting and nothing changed it. So I was mm-hmm. like, what in the world is this? And, um, so I, I eventually just said, you know, I need to have, reliable internet just mm-hmm. in general yeah. and it fixed a lot of that so you it, buy your, it wasn't you like you, you paid for your own internet is that what you mean right i was uh-huh. doing um i had internet but it wasn't like powerful home it was like i was but from the phone what do you uh-huh. call it like uh-huh. a hot spot yeah um and um a hot spot it, yeah um it wasn't enough so i got like the T-Mobile home internet. Okay. And is that 5G so with the 5G? I think that's I 5G. guess it is. Yeah. With the little tower? Do yeah. You have oh, you got that. No, I don't have it. I'm just jealous. That's all. I did get hacked by T-Mobile, but I didn't get the 5G. <laughs> well, you know, it's... Hack. it's yeah. I so it's, I mean, it's... Thing, but that, that's extra. The 5G is extra. extra. The hacking is free. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's funny though. It, it solved a lot of the the problems mm-hmm. of it, it crashing, but it's still like maybe once a week or something, it'll just crash mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, what the fuck? If I'm looking yeah. at Netflix, it'll randomly crash out. So, well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're so. here now. Now I know that yeah. we do have kind of breaking news. I, I don't know how you want to talk about Sydney it. Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier passed away today. I have his vinyl. You know, I've got a vinyl, The Poetry of the Black Man. Maybe I'll play some of it yeah. later. But I looked online. It's worth like $199, this vinyl I have. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, poor, you could probably that, pawn it. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not actually the breaking news. Um, the breaking news is really not breaking as much as it is important. Well, no, I you know, yeah. I, uh, this I'm, I'm kind of. Uh, okay. When yeah. the computer would crash, this was at the beginning of the pandemic. I just okay. bought this. I bought it February 2020. Yeah. Something like that, right? That's when the pandemic started. Uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, two years. Yeah. Almost. Mazel Couple years already. Well, yeah. I walked outside one morning, yeah. and um, I my car had a had a a, a dent in it mm-hmm. on the side, the front and the back doors. So I was like, what in the world is this? So I, I, I said, the car didn't come down the street and tap me on their way. It came out of a driveway directly into my car and hit it. Where did it come from? So I deduced that it came from a certain driveway. I went to the door, our next door neighbor, and I said, you know what? Hey, mm-hmm. um there's a dent in my car. I think the car that hit it came from this house. Yeah, because your car and was still. Like, so your car was in the driveway, and it got a dent, no, so it would have had to come from... Your car... Is that what you're saying? Your car was stationary the whole time? In my your car driveway? was stationary on, on the street, though. Oh, I see. And so, so, so it could it, have been anyone. 
Yeah, yeah, it could have been someone driving down the street, but it wasn't. With the angle, mm-hmm. it was something that came straight out of a driveway and, and ran, in, ran into it. Mm-hmm. So I, I asked the neighbor, I said, you know, hey, and they were like, oh, we don't know. I said, look, um, <laughs> you know, this is probably my first mistake. I said, look, I'm going to call the police and we'll have them come and figure it out for us. Mm-hmm. Within five minutes, the woman's son comes out. And he says, oh, yeah, you know, I had a problem with my car and the brakes wasn't on. I, the, I don't know what? really what happened. The brakes wasn't yeah. on. Yeah, he said something like the brakes weren't on. And I, What do you mean I that? You don't turn on brakes? What does that mean? I have no idea. Oh, I didn't I no turn idea. the brakes. It's not like lights. There's no brakes. The brakes, like, like the, the parking brake or something. And I don't really know. And, okay. You know. So he was just bullshitting. But he was confessing, so he confessed. Confessing, mm-hmm. yeah. And so the yeah. the and then he said uh, that my next door, my my neighbor, who lives downstairs from me, helped him push the car back into the driveway. They had left no note on the car, so that was like, what the fuck? And then he says, the woman across the street, like his car, like jolted one day and ran into her car and he's been paying off $3,000 to her. And then he says, my father died within the last year. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, okay, so we've got to figure something out about my car. Like this is a lot. So I went, I got some, what do you call it? Some estimates came back mm-hmm. gave him the estimates i said you know this one's reasonable that's and they were they were really reasonable it wasn't like, well, like major how much money we talking structural five hundred dollars seven hundred um the highest one was like the guy wanted like nine hundred dollars twelve hundred dollars or something like that and it was like okay it wasn't really worth twelve i knew, I knew it was gouging so we went with seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. um had the work done he paid me you know, no hassles. But he tried to hit on me the last time he made a payment. What do you mean? What do you do? Well, he came to my door and I, I you know, he made the payment. I was like, thank you very much. And I, I kind of, I did this kind of subservient bow, like, you know, how gracious, like, yeah. thank you like so much. Like a geisha, like you bowed and like have some tea. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. I did this sweeping bow and like, mm-hmm. thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. And he thought it was like checking him out. And oh, so he's okay. like, <laughs> you could see his face go. <laughs> is he a good looking guy? Like, um, he's not bad looking, but, you know, not mm-hmm. someone that I would be attracted okay. to. Okay. Okay. Um, he's it's a Ecuadorian guy. I think mm-hmm. he's from Ecuador or something like that. Anyway, he's, um, he, um, you know, left and that was it. And then I noticed him looking like, you know, if I, my car was parked behind his or something, if his was on the street, I would notice him like scowling at me like this, this hateful, hateful look. And I didn't make think anything about it. I thought maybe why he's on the phone or something, you know, I, you know, I just tried to play it off. One day he came out with a his he had this big bulldog, some kind of pit bull bulldog, 
I'd never seen the thing around. I never hear barking or anything, but this huge dog on this chain, and he's walking it, and he comes up with it, and it was almost like, you know, his armor. Like, you know, he was kind of fronting off. I've got this huge dog. Mm -hmm. Check this, you know, this dog will, like, eat you alive. And I thought, okay. So, you know, I, I thought he's a little quirky, a little odd. He's the neighbor. I'm just going to be, continue to be nice to the person. And I, you know, I don't know anything else to do and just kind of going about my business, but I needed to have a, like a really serious boundary around that money for the repair of my car because but he, he already gave you the money. I thought, no, no, no. I just, I, it, I'm, that's a piece of the puzzle. Okay. I needed to have make sure that I was direct about that. He needed to uh, pay that money. Uh, he didn't have insurance, so mm -hmm. I didn't like you know report it to. Okay, so at this point, you haven't gotten your money yet. No, no, no. I, I I'd gotten my money at, the, at this point. I'm just okay. I'm just backtracking and filling in the picture. Okay. Just giving you like layers. I'm layering it in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, flash forward to the squirrel falling off of my my roof, sliding past my roof, and you know our love at first sight moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, then, I think I mentioned on one of the shows that the tree that the squirrel lived in was sheared to its core. Like, you know, and yeah. I didn't know what that was about. Right. And my landlord, you know, was kind of, you know, a little standoffish with saying anything about it. I said, are you tearing the whole tree down? And he's like, no, no leave it alone. And so <laughs> I didn't know what that was about. So he sheared this tree down to the core. I didn't see the squirrel again. I thought I'd run over Wait, it who, myself. Wait, who uh, sheared the tree to the ground? You said he. My landlord. Oh, he my did landlord. it. Okay. Yeah, sheared the tree. Yeah. Okay. And um, so I was, you know, I, I didn't know what was going on. And mm -hmm. uh, in between there, that's been about like a month and a half, two months from the tree being sheared down. You know, I'd, I'd seen the squirrel maybe like a couple days after that running out in the middle of the street. I thought I'd run over it. I had to run over it. Yeah. Then about a month ago, I saw this, like the tree in our front yard, like there was this huge wind. I, I, I really believe the universe has like turned this into like, you know, like a black hole or something. You know, like this property is like a black hole. Like the mm. universe, like... The wind was blowing so hard, it split the tree in front of our house in half. Mm -hmm. It fell on two cars across the street oh. and damaged them. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the places I used to park at, I wasn't parking, and by the grace of God, I wasn't parking at that spot, so my car wasn't damaged. Mm -hmm. Then two weeks ago, there was a lot of rain, or maybe a week and a half ago, there was a lot of rain. Yeah. And the neighbor who hit my car, his tree is on the property line next to the other tree that got sheared. Mm -hmm. And that tree uprooted itself and fell over onto my landlord's car. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
and I went out and I was I was just like, you know, maybe maybe the higher power of the universe is just telling me, get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. Get out of there now. So you're saying it's kind of like a quantum disturbance, like, an, you know, where, you know, yeah. maybe you can cross to another universe or something like that. Oh, my God. Yes. It, uh-huh. It's in, it just insane. It's just a weird energy. Weird ass energy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I go out and, and this tree is in the, the driveway over the landlord's car. And who's out there but the guy who hit my car, whose tree it was. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, is, did, is that your tree? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I go, hey, man, I, you know, it's the landlord's car. I have nothing to do with it. And, you know, that's between you and him. I'm trying to, you know, just to be fair, I think he thought I was going to cuss him out or something, you know, yeah. trying to get more money out of him, you know, like any vehicle that he does, he damages, mm-hmm. <laughs> any vehicle that he damages, I'm out there cussing him out and then getting, sending him an invoice. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, so he just, you know, he was really kind of, you know, stand off weird about it and I, I go you know I gotta go inside it's it's raining and he turned to me and he had that hateful look on his face and he goes yeah you better go in Ooh. and I was like oh and how long ago was this this was probably about a week ago okay yeah so like last Friday yeah mm. yeah like last Friday or so so okay. I kind of let that go and I thought that's kind of odd but you know I Maybe because he thought I should have had sex with him, and he's mm-hmm. mad. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So definitely sexual. I was, huh? I said it's definitely sexual. It seems like it. it seems like something is going on with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's he's there. He's taking care of his mom after his father died, and he thinks that anybody who's nice to him should be like, you know, mm-hmm. sucking his dick. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what that. Is. <laughs> Maybe that's how he rationalizes things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how much I went through in the last year my father died. I've been paying for everybody's car. Come over and suck my dick. You right. know, it's just, it makes logical sense. <laughs> so anyway, I leave the house. What was it? I can't, I think, maybe like four days ago, five days ago. I leave the house and I open the door and I'm, I'm walking outside and I see like this patch of like hair, like it looked like some skin and hair, and it had these these white, long worms attached. I turned it over, and it had these white long worms attached to it. Mm-hmm. I had no I, I had no idea what those were. I don't know if those were like, you know, the worms that turned into butterflies eventually, or some kind of like yard worm. I don't know what they were, but they were long white worms i don't think worms turn into butterflies well what are the what are they before they turn into butterflies like caterpillars caterpillars yeah something like that okay but they were attached to this this patch of hair Uh it's like what the world is that and you know in the past i've seen like some kind of like you know like rodent in my landlord by my landlord's car I i saw like a dead rodent there 
Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I didn't say anything. I was like, let me just let that go. Let it go, let it go, let it go. And I go, I do my errands. I come back. And I get to my apartment door. And on the mat is half of a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Like literally from its gut up through its eyes, like maimed, murdered, laying at my door. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, it could have been any something else, but it might have been its balls. Like, what do you mean? Desacked, de- sitting out next to the oh. squirrel's body. The squirrel. I kid you. Not. You said it was half a squirrel. Half of a squirrel, like Which they hacked half? it in half. So obviously the bottom half. No, the top half, and then they must have like taken the balls out and just threw them over with next to the body, the top of top half of the body. You're saying that there was a half a squirrel mm-hmm. on your door, the back door or the front? Back door? Back door. And it was a severed squirrel, and then... Yeah. The top half was there with its balls on top. How I can't. I how would they you were, know that they were balls? I mean, I mentioned squirrel I, ball. I can barely see a squirrel's dick because I watched that peanut squirrel, and he has to yeah. squeeze his belly to get his tiny dick to pop out. I don't know how I would see squirrel balls. I can't he's even squirrel, imagine he's, he could see them. He's, he he pulls out peanuts balls, his penis. Well, he squeezes them on his belly, and you can see the dick popping out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The dick, not the balls. Oh, uh, the guy does that in the videos. I've never mm, seen all that. the time. If you just I've watch never, any yeah. video where he holds the squirrel forward, you can see his little dick. He, and I then never, he yeah. sometimes he even it's like he doesn't suck the dick, but it looks like he's about to. Like it's hilarious, he'll stick his nose right in that squirrel belly, and you know it's it's weird. But so hold on though, can I just back up a second because I need to explain something to the audience. Because when I got that message, and I hope you don't mind me playing the voicemail you left me. Girl. But you you left me a message. Uh, let me just play the message, right? So, And keep in mind, I, so I was at the gym, and then I played this on, as I was leaving the gym on the speaker, right? So I, it was a little hard to hear. So I'm going to play it. Oh, that's the wrong. Why isn't it playing? Oh, oh, this phone. I need to call tech support. Hold on. Fucking shit, I hate this thing. Hold on, sorry. Sorry for not prepping you for the call. I just got home, and literally at my back door was half of the squirrel's body. I kid you not, chopped in half. Like, it looked like it'd been dead for a while. There's a whole story behind it. I'm not going to leave. Okay, so you said half of the squirrel's body. Now, I'm in the gym. I I was... I, I thought you said <laughs> half of this girl's body. And I got freaked the fuck out. And I didn't even like return your call. I didn't text you because I'm like, what is this bitch? What is going on here? This bitch found half of a girl's body, right? And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and then like three or four days later, I was looking at my text messages. And you know how they show a transcript. So I read the text message. I go to my iPhone and I'm looking at the voice I'm doing now. And I said, oh, Transcription, low confidence. Bro, sorry for not prepping you for the call. I just got home and literally had my back door is half of this, of the squirrel's body. And that's when I said, I think I asked you, was it a squirrel? You said it was a squirrel. 
And then right. I asked, I think I asked my, my wife or my spouse, I'm like, did it sound like squirrel? Yes, squirrel. I thought it was a girl. And so you were going to reject me because I had too much drama going on. No, I mean, life. like, no, that I'm like, you have to understand. Story, like, fuck that bitch. When it comes to stuff, like, if you're, if you're ch- calling me that you found a dead body, I am at this point, like, I'm going to whoopie Goldberg your ass. I'm like, no, bitch, keep me out of this shit. I don't want the cops <laughs> to call me. This bitch found a dead body. I don't know what's going on with her. And I'm just like, I don't know what to, no, I wouldn't just ghosted you, but I'm just like, I didn't know what the fuck to do. I'm like, how do you respond to this person calling me saying, oh, I like, cause first of all, it was a voicemail. You don't leave me voicemails. You just text me. So I thought, oh, it's something real serious. I don't think a dead squirrel is that serious, but I think a dead girl is. So it's just like, I just, it, there was no question like to me in my mind like that. I didn't even listen. I only listened to it once. Like I didn't even listen again. I should have. You know, oh, this girl. I didn't. This girl. You said this. This this squirrel. You. Sh- I that would have expected you to say a life. squirrel, but you said this squirrel. It sounds like this girl. This because we've only body. been talking about one squirrel. Yeah, but you could have said a squirrel, or that squirrel, or you know that, that squirrel we were talking life. about, Madge. That squirrel, the love of my life. It's dead. Cry, cry, cry. Not this girl's no, body. I- it was just so upsetting. And then I, I, I mean, honestly, it took like four days. And I'm just thinking about how did Barbatia, Barbatia found a dead squirrel. I mean, a dead girl on her back door. I mean, like, I'm. it was really bothering my psyche. I think I was having nightmares about it. And then I'm like, oh, it's a it fucking was... squirrel. Not, not to minimize your loss. Now, you think it's the squirrel oh. you're in love with? I, I think so. I mm. think it's it's a combination of this guy, you know, retaliating, pissed off about the car. I didn't have sex with him. Um, you know, saw that I was showed kindness to the squirrel and was like, "Fuck that." I think he, he the, that's a problem that my oh, he was jealous of the squirrel. Yeah, I think it was oh. retaliation about the squirrel and and uh, was it you know, severed? Car. Like in in a, like a clean sever like, or was it kind oh, of yeah. just like ripped? Oh yeah, it, it was it was severed and have like it you know like, like it an was axe. Cut. It was almost like a pup, like a puppet. Do you have a picture of it? No, I I, I literally there was like a, a a lawn type of a tool outside, and I was just like I just scooped it up <sighs> and the balls and, ball. and put it in the garbage. You know, and I, I lit, I, you know, I was so kind of like weirded out by this that I called the me. I you called, called the, me, the, uh, huh? You called me at the gym. Well, I, I called you, and mm-hmm. then you know, I knew that you were like, I didn't know you were at the gym. <laughs> you know, I, I would have definitely would have waited until you were home. Uh, um, <laughs> it was a rough one. <laughs> But I called you, and then I mm-hmm. also called our local. Alder- it, it's called something different out here, but it's it's like an alderman. dead squirrel patrol. Well, yeah, I probably should have called them to to document. I think you're it, supposed to call the food channel when that happens. You're awful. You're an awful <laughs> old queen who just like ghosted me when you thought it was a dead girl at my house. Wouldn't you? What, wouldn't you? To, like, any? Are you trying to laugh about no, the fact that honey. it wasn't a? A dead squirrel. I, I, I was 
absolutely I, I, devastating. I, 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 it, oh, oh, Madge, this dead girl. I found this dead girl <laughs> in my back. I was fucking freaked. I was well, freaked I called, the fuck out. I, I can I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, you know, um, what I did was I called the alderman and... <laughs> You know, they said, well, there's a certain blah, 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 and we'll hook you up with them. And so they sent me like a chain letter. Squirrel detective. Like, Did you ask them yeah. to, to to figure out if if it was the squirrel's balls? Those were in the garbage, you, you, you foul tramp. Uh, <laughs> you had already tossed the balls. Already How do you know balls. they were balls? I, I, I really don't know. They could have been guts. But, but they were like round, like in two of them. But were they separated yeah. from the scrotum, or was it two balls in the scrotum still? The, the outside of the scrotum. scrotum, yeah, outside the scrotum. It's, it's it's like meatballs with you know tomato sauce on them. But tiny. Those that squirrel had huge balls. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I that think explains I, a lot. Did I send you a picture? I think I sent you a picture, or maybe. But uh, I do have a picture of them running across one of the fences, and they're huge. They're not tiny squirrel balls. You are you huge. <laughs> you described them to me on this program that there were huge balls, but you I don't recall ever use. I don't ever remember seeing a picture of squirrel balls. No. Yeah, I did. No. I took pictures. Well, I took pictures of them running. I didn't. Wasn't specifically like. Let me get a picture of them balls, girl. What's going on? <laughs> Let me get a picture of them so balls, you think girl. That this guy, so you think that this guy, your next-door neighbor, who yeah, you had to give $700 because he fucked up your car, but at least he was honest enough to admit it. So he paid the $700, but then he made advances he to you. Wait, wait, wait. Well, let me, let me, let me okay. clarify that. Yeah. He was backed into a corner okay. because he knew that I was going to bring the police over there. Okay. Now, mind yeah, you, but fine. I, maybe I, like I still think it was before, honest of him well, because. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. six. It's honest when he's pushed into a corner. Six mm-hmm. months prior, the police were out there checking out his his plates on his car. Oh, because so why? I don't think he had plates. Oh, he's a criminal. I don't so, think he had. You know, yeah, like yeah. his shit wasn't like legit at that point. I don't know if it was like the registration was. I don't know exactly what they were checking out, but mm-hmm. they were out there checking out his car. And um, yeah, I when he it. said he doesn't have insurance, mm-hmm. that's an you know he needs to have the minimum of liability okay. insurance. Oh, yeah, I see. So just to summarize, so he did that. So he paid, but he paid the bill. But then he paid the bill. You're square, and then he wanted he wanted to fuck, and you didn't want to fuck him because you don't like people from it, Ecuador. It's not like I don't like people from Ecuador. It's I not. just. Um, what is it that's not attractive was, about him? I just wasn't him? attracted to him. Why? Can you tell me what he's, he looks like? I need a better... Like, first of all, what's his age? I don't know. I, I, do, I really don't know. He's one of these, these people that just, you know, he could be thir- He could be 40, okay, mid, like 50s. Like, so, middle-aged-ish, around your age, younger, older, what would you say? Probably younger. Okay, a little younger. Body type? Why don't I just give you his number? No, no, no. I... <laughs> I don't live in L.A., and I'm a married woman. You could do phone Let's sex. See. You could do, I'm like, just trying to picture Google, this. No, you I'm, could do, like, Google Meet sex. Like Burbacia. 
I'm just, this is theater of the mind and I need, and they might make this into a, a sitcom, my favorite squirrel. And the, of course it probably right. ends after the pilot and this is the pilot. Um, my least favorite squirrel. Or maybe we can get this into some detective show. This is an episode. I don't know. So I need, we need the description. So I'm just, so, okay. So did he grab his cock? When he was talking to you, like you were saying, no, no, he just had this look on his face, like, you know, he just kind of got a little bit. It wasn't that dead, like serial killer look, but it was a flirtatious kind of for sure, right? It was definitely a flirtatious look. He's not flirtatious. I don't think he knows what flirtatious is. So what was it? I think he's. So what was it? It was just. Well, I mean, you've. I'm sure you've seen it before, where when guys are like. They get a little intriguey, yeah. A little little horny look on their face, like eh. it was one of those, you know. Horn it was ser- dead serial killer. Like you're gonna call the police on me. Here's the money to like thank you from me, and then had that look like, <laughs> oh, which he was, was different from, you know, yeah, yeah, right. You better go inside. So was he trying so, to intimidate you a little? No, not then, not then. Okay. At that point, but he I was. He so you think he was trying to just flirt with you, and you didn't give him any sort of connection back, or maybe he wanted to be friends with you, and you were disconnected him. You clicked. You hung up the phone, right? Basically. Mm, no, literally. I, I don't. I, I don't know if he. I'm just trying to understand what his motive is. Well, you know what? I'm just telling you as much as I know. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, I but no I idea. need more information. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like. <laughs> So why you would know, you I can't like make it up? But I can't, you know, I can't. But the problem is I don't understand why you're making the connection that he did it. That's why I'm not like I get that he was a little flirtatious with you. But what I'm not getting is how do we how did you make well, the connection? That's why that I told he, you about the landlord and him. Like mm-hmm. they've had this thing I was trying to. I think you cut me off. OK, they've had this like, you know, they've both the landlords lived in here since the 70s. I think they've been there a long time as well. And I think it's just this, it's always been this, this war okay. before about between the, the property line and the tree that the squirrel lived in uh-huh. has these like nuts that fall on top of my roof. And right. I would hear them all the time and it goes over their house. So they hear them all the time. It tracks up the, the walkways, you know? So I think that they've been having this kind of battle back and forth. And I kid you not, when when I was talking to him about the car, when it happened, his mother, who told me, I don't know anything about this, and I said, you know, I'll be calling the police, and they'll they'll figure it out. She walked out of the house with a bag of garbage. Mm -hmm. She walked past her garbage cans, walked over to our property, and threw her garbage into our garbage cans. Mm. Now... You might not see like the correlation of this resentment that she has mm-hmm. and that the son probably has. It's been going on before I moved in here. Yeah. So it's like an old feud. It's an old feud between mm-hmm. the two of them. And, and I, you know, my liking the squirrel and being like verbal with the squirrel outside, which is right on the property line and their house is right there, probably pissed them off. And they're like, well, this is something that we can do to just like escalated what do you like mean you're being cut down what do you mean you're huh? being, what do you mean you're being i was verbal? like hey how you doing i was like hey and I was like, stuff like that you know and just oh you know 
you know, it, it was verbal. They could hear it. I didn't so realize I your it, relations took place outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, and and it, the the thing that really solidifies mm-hmm. the the maiming of the squirrel. Yeah. My friend, who is a psychic, who I think would be wonderful on your show. I called him up. And RX, I texted him and I said, you know, this had happened. The squirrel was left at my back door. And before I could, you know, and that's all I said. And he says, it's Latin people. And I said, that's what I thought. Because at one point I was like, it could have been my landlord. He's kind of nutty. And, um, you know, before I said anything. Is it like Santeria? I don't know what that is. That's that but, sort uh, of uh, like the Cuban kind of witchcraft that they do. You know, like the uh, the Cubans, they do this kind of, it's called Santeria. It's, it's like a form of witchcraft where they do, you know, maybe maybe that was, it was like a ritual sacrifice to put a curse on your house or something. <laughs> Probably, and now the trees are falling. Yes, shit. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's some scary Insane. shit. I used to know this uh, Cuban trans uh, trans uh, prostitute here, and she everybody knew to stay the fuck away from. Her. I still see her occasionally. You never look her in the eye. She killed her husband. She shot him dead. And I once mm. I was dating a Cuban who was a friend of hers, and once I was at her house and she was turning tricks. She had like a brothel in her house with these Cuban prostitutes, and, mm. and it was just a scary woman. But um. You don't mess with those people. And she was a witch, too. A brewer. Mm. That's what they call brewer. And they practice Santeria. And they, like, I mean, they put a lot of energy into putting curses on people. So maybe, um, mm. I don't know, maybe make them some cookies. I, I would try to get on their good side if that's what that is. You know? Mm. That's... Well. So your um, friend said, what else did your friend, the psychic, say? He said, you know, it's there some very dark souls. Uh-huh. He said that, you know, God is pissed that he sk- killed the squirrel. And that... Um, God? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's kind of deep. I mean, you know, I've, I've I've been friends with him since high school. Uh-huh. But then, you know, I didn't really... I don't think he, he was psychic back then. And so he's been psychic... So what else did he say? God is is upset that they killed the squirrel. What else did he say? That, um, you know, he said that, you know, uh, he uh, did some kind of a prayer of protection and that they're not going to be bothering me anymore. Uh-huh. And I really have felt like a difference energy. And, and uh, you know, it has motivated me like, you know, I've been anyway, the moving is 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 accelerated. So. Um, but he said, you know, I, I, I did this, uh, prayer mm-hmm. for you and, um, prayer protection. They won't be bothering you anymore. Mm. And I was like, okay. And, um, you know, the next day I was, I literally just, I stayed inside all day. I was exhausted from the gym, but I stayed inside all day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was a little afraid to leave, you know, and I, every time I leave and go out, I, I I'm like, expecting to see something had anybody cut the lawn though recently california there's really not too many lawns so it's not possible that this would have been an accident 
No. So it's... <laughs> no, no. A squirrel, if they're active and alive, yeah, they're they're moving. Like they put something out to like lure it in to feed it and poisoned it and probably then chopped it up. I, that's the only oh, thing that I can think of. I don't know if that's for sure, but they they lured it. They lured because that squirrel was active. It was up in the and tree. And you knew the squirrel because you you know the squirrel because you see it every day. You know it's happening. So it was definitely the same one, right? Because you stopped seeing it's doing its normal routine, right? Right. Well, it did. It stopped doing its normal routine when the the house when the when the, the tree was torn down. Mm-hmm. So it stopped doing its normal. So routine. you hadn't seen it since then, or you'd still seen it? I had not seen it since then, but the squirrel mm-hmm. might have been over on their property, like squirrel, you know, squirreling. getting getting squirreling around for nuts on the ground. Because that tree still had some stuff on it that but was you, falling But you you hadn't ground. seen the squirrel since the tree got what treated or whatever. No, no. Mm. And you hadn't seen any and, squirrels um, on your property then. So there's really no reason why there would have been a squirrel on your property, other than if it's dead and somebody put it there. Correct. Yeah. There's there's a um, mm. and it was the timing. I left. I went for errands. I was on errands of like an hour and a half, and then there's like a dead squirrel at my door. Do you think? They listen to this podcast because maybe they know how much you love squirrels. And we were even talking about peanut the squirrel and the squirrel booty, you know, and all that. Well, kind of weird. I don't know right? what, the, what they listened into, but the I think it's just because they saw me outside and heard mm. me outside but responding the f- to the squirrel. But the feud, the feud is between the landlord and them. Why would they put you? Why would they punish you? You didn't do anything. Oh, because of the stupid car thing. Because you charged because them money. Because of the car. Oh, yeah. Right. Because of the car. And, yeah, you know, I, I fucking, I, I, I threatened them with the police. Right. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you well, know, it's funny, though. The, I, um, I came, I, I, last week I stayed inside. I was afraid to go out. And then the, I, I wasn't afraid to go out, but I was just, I was exhausted. And then I had this fear before I went out again and I went out and I came back and they, the, the, the neighbors have like a, a garage conversion where um, they rented out and they, they literally, they spent like maybe a year and a half, almost two years converting it with contractors. So I'm like, you know, anyway, I think they, they might have been gouged or overspent on that. And so, anyway, they've got people living in it now. And as I'm driving up and parking, the guy who lives in the apartment is looking at something very odd outside of his front door. Mm-hmm. And is kind of in this, like, what the fuck is that mode? And, uh, you know, my first thought was, he pissed them off, and now they're focusing on him. Now, the the mother, I don't know how old she is. She's, you know, but she does taxes. Mm-hmm. And she she does tax returns, and so there's always people parking there, always people in the driveway, always, you know, like tons and tons and tons of people there all the time, and she's doing their taxes. And then apparently he takes care of the 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 ground the the house and everything um but 
the mother, you know, she's, it's very odd. I, I think, I forgot what I was talking about with the mother. And, um, <laughs> but she's very, she's ugly as sin. Mm-hmm. I'll just put it that way. She's, she's not a pretty woman. She's not, you know, even old, she didn't age gracefully. I don't think she had anything to age gracefully with. Mm-hmm. And so she, she's, so a she was ugly, already ugly. Yeah. She's old, ugly, and she's short mm-hmm. and squat, mm-hmm. but she does taxes and they're just, people are, are constantly at one point I thought, you know, Maybe I'll have you know see if she can do my business taxes and you know now I'm like oh Jesus no. I don't want no no, no 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 that's the last thing you want to do <laughs> right good lord so anyway that's 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 my 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 most recent story about the squirrel and it it kind of puts an an into that that chapter I and, think uh, well if if I could make a suggestion you need to. You need to bake you some cookies. You need to do something to get on their good side. Because if those people are doing Santeria, you need to make them stop it. You don't want that kind of shit. You don't want that that kind of energy being focused on you. Get them. I think it's on the house itself. It doesn't mean, matter. I you think... live in that house. You want them to stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. I you know, mm-hmm. the only thing that... Um, you know... Um, I don't necessarily. It's interesting. I, I think. Can I've you been write telling... a screenplay about it? I mean, there's definitely a lot of interesting material in there. I mean, obviously, you have to exaggerate the hell out of it. And the squirrel relationship, you know, um, and then the the whole. It's kind of operatic. Um, there's definitely pathos. You know, you can make a comedy, but that it's also very sad. And then the squirrel, and then all the all the the metaphor of the uh, lost loves with the squirrel and men and um, terrible lesbians at the gym. Got to tie them in somehow wearing spandex, (laughs) shiny spandex. You know, there's got to be a gym tie in, Um, you know, and then I think um, the Santeria is interesting. You could do, you could do a, you could have the show go to Cuba and, you know, find the origins of, of all the witchcraft I don't know. I, I really don't know. I've never written a screenplay. I'm not that type of person, but I feel like there's a lot of material here for something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it'll there, there'll be some kind of creative thing about mm-hmm. it. But you know, I've been mentioning my my physical health. Yeah. And um, like my like I've I've been getting I don't know if it's because I've been more sedentary during lockdowns and everything mm-hmm. even though i go to the gym four times a week you know I, I i get out and i do you know my errands and things like that but for the most part i'm pretty sedentary at mm-hmm. home working me too and i don't know if it's because of that or mm-hmm. maybe it's some of their energy that you know i discovered that you know i have <laughs> bless, bless you arthritis arthritis yeah Uh, arthritis in one knee Mm -hmm. i went back to my doctor and um he says that i might have that i have arthritis in my hip Mm -hmm. and that i have arthritis in the other knee it's not as bad as the first knee but and the third knee i thought you only have two knees that's three knees (laughs) my hip oh (laughs) 
I'm wondering if it's you know part of this their the dark energy from the neighbors Could or be. you know because or you know too I I I went you know vegan now pescatarian and, and no sugar so that i could have been just like numbing out all this pain all these years <laughs> and now without the sugar i'm like i can feel it so it's either that or the neighbors who are hell-bent on destroying me but it's not that it's it's weird though it's you know i the the reason why i didn't i mentioned my car like i parked my car across the street and when the tree fell down it actually, um, you know, hit a different car because I wasn't parking in that space. I was parking in that space, and, and it was in front of an Armenian's house. And so, the Armenian one day I came, I parked, and they were out blowing dirt off of their driveway, mm. and they just kept blowing it like onto my car and onto me. And it was so shocking. I was like let me get the fuck you know just go into the house and i called the alderman then and they were like okay just park somewhere different so that was saved me from having my car destroyed so they, they were like park somewhere different and if it escalates if there's any more problems then we've got the ombudsman who will uh-huh. come out and like deal with them i think that she said it was ombudsman or something like that mm-hmm. but it's some kind of a neighborhood you know like mediator mm-hmm. who'll come out and, like deal with it directly oh. mm-hmm. yeah so um so there was nothing that escalated um but that's like a, another thing you know with that particular neighbor and then a third neighbor who was like a, a Bernie supporter, Bernie, and no, well, not he. He's he's a Biden supporter. Um, mm-hmm. I was pulling onto our street, and he was pulling off of a busy street, and he was coming to the end of the street. And he gave me this dirty look and just reactionary. I gave him this dirty look back, like, bitch, <laughs> like, like, this is you know, this is nothing to do with you. I'm trying to like get off of this busy street without getting into an accident. Build back better. Yeah, right? Build back better, bitch. And um, so he's been really weird ever since then. You know, he's an older guy. He's got a, a disabled daughter where she's got like, you know, some kind of a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so he has to have extra help for her. I think his ex- his wife, actual wife, either left him or... But, because he's dating this woman who, who doesn't live there. And, you know, I just see her showing up there, and, you know, and them together. Um, but there's no woman who lives there with them um, other than people who come in and caretake the daughter or come and pick her up and take her to schools and stuff like that or whatever they have to do. And, um, you know, I've, I've always had an empathetic heart. Um, empathy towards him because of that and um you know after this car thing he's just been like like the girl he you know he he i was parking my car by his driveway and he comes out to check the mail and i I said you know hello and he didn't say a word and he just went into the house and then the next time i saw him his girlfriend was leaving from a weekend and he came all the way out to the street stood in the street 
and like waved, which is highly un you know that's not something that he would typically do. So it was almost like this like let me sh give you a message here, you know, and I was like, what the fuck is this about? Like, why are you so fucking weird? You know, so, you know, Midwesterners, which I'm an original Midwesterner, always says that people in California are fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. They are absolutely right. Really? And it's, oh why? my God. It's a, like a pass, like a, it's a passive aggressive thing. It's like people like the neighbor, like finding out a passive aggressive way to, you know, retaliate. But why? As opposed to talking things out. Why? But that's the way people, it sounds like Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's exactly like that show, what you're describing. It's TV. It's, 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 you know, I, I don't know why people would do that. Yeah, I want to know why. Why way. are they crazy? The weather's beautiful. Right? Why are uh, they crazy? I, What's the I think it's, it? I think there's, it's a combination of things. They don't work on their mental illness. Mm -hmm. They don't work on their mental health. Yeah. They, you know, there's so much traffic out here mm -hmm. that it's just ridiculous. And there's so much traffic not a lot of traffic on our street, but there's just a lot of parking. There's an apartment, a huge apartment building at the end. Not huge, but a couple of apartment buildings at the end. People don't have parking there. Then people have these, like, you know, like, um, guest houses, which I live in, like, a, a little yeah. guest house. So mm -hmm. they have these guest houses. For the grinders. That they don't have, any, <laughs> what'd you say, for grinder? Yeah. Um, in Florida, they have all these. In Florida, they have not. They were not guest houses, but like they have typical. They'll have like a normal house, like maybe a ranch house, and then there'll be like one room to the side with a bathroom that's rented out to a grinder queen. Is it like mm -hmm. that? A grinder queen room. Mm -mm. Well, no. no, this is like a, a separate house. Okay, so and it's not so, a grinder room. No, not a grinder room. Okay, I wish, but um, yeah, it could be. It's been a while, mm -hmm. um, but it's it's a, a, a um, they. I forgot what I was talking about. So <laughs> me too. No, we're talking about why these people are so fucking crazy. Oh, so the parking. Yeah. You know, a lot of these houses have these these guest houses, and so they have they won't let them park in the driveway of the their house, so they have to park on the street. And so there's there's that, and then mm -hmm. there's a synagogue down the street that has a, a school. And yeah. so the school has all the teachers parking out on the street. Yeah. And then okay, but that doesn't got, explain why people kill squirrels in Southern California. I mean, you're just I'm talking about the general mentality. I don't get it. I'm saying I'm wondering what causes this mentality of being completely wacko and passive aggressive. I mean, you're talking about a specific case on your street. I'm asking people for the general people, psychic well, health. People, that's well. That's that's what I just said. They don't work on that, and then you've got all these these triggers that mm -hmm. are happening. When what I did you just call LA, me? Listen, who? Mm -hmm. is, well, I didn't call you, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have. I did not call you, Morty. Okay. <laughs> 
All right. Can we switch? Because I need to talk about it. I've got something I have to get off my chest. Wait, wait. Let me just let me All just right. finish wrap this up. So, wrap this up. Finish your explanation. Uh, please. I'll finish it up. So uh, you've got all these people. They're not working on their stuff. Mm-hmm. When I first put out here, last story, I went to do laundry at a laundromat. Okay. I felt the, the pace that I was going was my normal pace. Mm-hmm. And it felt like in this laundromat that it was competitive laundry. <laughs> I kid you not. And like so a laundry got, reality TV show? A laundry reality TV show of competitive laundry. Well, another TV know? show idea. That's two TV shows in one grum. I should get a commission. <laughs> and yeah, Absolutely. And so there's there's that there's people competing for space compete and and pushing people are just you know um without provocation nasty Mm -hmm. to each other no provocation at all they're just nasty and so you get people pushing from one area to the next and to the next and you know people are just pushing back and forth I walk around most of the time, and I people probably think I'm arrogant because I try to ignore it yeah. and try to just... Well, you just want to do your laundry. I just want to fucking do my yeah. laundry. Yeah, I get and, it. And, you know, when you push me, I'm like, look, when I finally get there, I'm like, bitch, I will burn you yeah. at the cross. Well, okay? I know exactly what I'm you're talking about. It's like, it's like washing your vagina. Like, you just want to wash your vagina and get done. You don't need to masturbate. You just want to get. Yep, exactly. You just want to wash your vagina and move on. You just want to do your laundry exactly. and move on. You don't need to take a ride and on the machine and get your nut off. Right, right, right. Okay. Nut. So you said you had a story. That's it. Okay. So well, why Southern California people are crazy still remains a mystery. I know, and this is not what I wanted to get off my chest, but just to conclude that, I know people that have moved to L.A. and I would say. I don't know that I'm making an overgeneralization because as I said that, I just thought, well, you're not really like this. And my friend Nicole isn't really like this. So I just realized I'm overgeneralizing. But I know a couple people that just it changed them and they became what you describe. Now, you're not like mm-hmm. that. Nicole isn't like yeah. that. But some people do got went there and they just became different people. You know, they became yeah. materialistic, weird people that are just like all about. I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, it's just, all about it money. People. Yeah, but it, and not about money, but also just this kind of like, like the way they even speak. You know, kind of like that. I, we call them me and my spouse. We call them the RuPaul way of speaking. When they're like, I mean, like fifty-year-old men that talk like twenty-year-old Twinkies. You know, like, oh my god, right. like I need to do that. A perfect example is Got Mick from RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, who's this female-to-male transgender who was a contestant last year? And they talk like this. I'm like, and every other way is like, and literally, and like, and literally, like, literally, like, <laughs> and just like right. it does that. L.A. makes those people that do that. But I guess I don't know. Maybe it's just television and weird culture. Do you like I, it? Do you yeah. love it? It's yeah, like this. It's like hyper people that <laughs> get stuck in a lingo and a, a way of speaking that's just. I mean, it's kind of like when people know all these pop songs, and I'm like, where did you learn these pop songs? How do you know the lyrics to this? Like, I have never heard this song. I just like, do people listen to the radio? I just like, to me, I don't understand what universe they're in that that that. That transformation happens. Like it's exactly very strange. Anyway, no, this is I. I'll tell you something, Probation. 
I, I wanted to finish in an hour. So technically I'm done. But this is something that's bothering me. And I feel like I need to get it off my chest so that I don't chop my neighbor's squirrel's head off. Or in my chop case, rats. But it's it's bothering me because basically what I've has been come to my attention recently is that a part as part of this uh, the stimulus that um, we uh, that Biden and the Democrats approved last year with zero Republican support, uh, the American Recovery Act, right, which was a stimulus and had some child stuff and benefits in it, that some more payments to everyone, but what they also included in there is a new tax rule. That requires that anybody, any payment, whether it's Venmo, uh, PayPal, or Cash App, if you get gross payments of more than $600, they're going to report that to the IRS in the form of a 1099K, right? So it used to be $20,000. And these are only business payments. So we're not talking about family and friends. But I'm saying, Burbatia, if I, ch- if you, if I pay you uh, $100 to do my website, then, you know, I pay you, I say it's a service, and let's say you do 10 people's websites, okay, it's, uh, that means it's $1,000, it means Venmo, if, if I used Cash App to pay you, then Venmo, or I'm sorry, Cash App is gonna send you a t- 1099K at the end of the year, which means you have to report it to the government, right? That's new, it used to be 20,000. And that means, and that's true for any of these financial services, whether it's Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. So that it goes basically from 20,000 to $600. And this was part of this American Recovery Act. So what they did is, of course, it was already required technically that you should have had to report that. We know that. But it's just like now you have to because if you don't, you're going to get in trouble because they're going to cross-reference it, right? So it's kind of like um, waiters. Waiters, when they get cash tips, they don't report it at a, at a matter of practical. They don't because there's no way that it's going to get tracked, right? It's the same thing. So now you have all these people, and these are gig economy workers. And I'm hoping you, uh, oh fuck, you've been. <laughs> I did it again. Where like I have you, I had your audio accidentally turned off. So if you were doing active listening, I didn't hear you. I apologize. Uh huh. Uh huh. But so you're following me so far, right? Like mm-hmm. so. So as a gig economy worker, Brabatia, I, I assume you can empathize with the fact that this is going to crack down on people who can barely and make ends meet. Because the people that use Venmo to get payments are like basically taco vendors. They're they're actors, you know, performers. They're massage therapists. They're anybody who gets money from gigs. Gig economy workers, right? So, so this to me is really offensive and completely bad policy because they're cracking down on really lower middle class people who have to pay for their own insurance. I mean, these are not people that have a lot of money to live. And if they have kids, it's even worse. That they're cracking down. And so in order to pay for the American Recovery Act, they're cracking down on poor people and making them pay income that they otherwise while technically, of course, legally should be obligated to pay it, they wouldn't have to because, you know, they're, they're, um, now they're being forced to. And of course, they could write a lot of this stuff off in their business, but it's requiring a certain level of Byzantine paperwork that a lot of people aren't going to do. The bottom line is they're doing this to generate income. And I just find it really, really offensive because they're not doing a wealth tax on the billionaires. They're not squeezing rich people for it like they said they would in the campaign. They're squeezing the people that fucking voted for them. 
And they're protecting the people who donate money to them, the big companies. So, and then like, but, so that really bothers me. And what really triggers me beyond that, though, is that, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, when I write about this stuff on Twitter, um, I get responses from like people who are very defensive kind of Biden supporters. So I was just like arguing with this guy about it. I'm not arguing, but discussing with this guy. And he's saying, oh, no, you know, it's only affects payments. You know, if you get a payment of six hundred dollars, so it wouldn't like affect, say, an Uber driver. <coughs> and I'm because nobody's going to take a drive for six hundred dollars. I'm like, no, I'm trying to explain it's gross payments for the year. Yeah. So I explained that. And this is the comment he wrote me just recently. He wrote. <clears throat> Got it. You always had to report income as a business, big and small. This just makes sure everyone is doing it. I'm not sure how this is bad for anyone. Separate your business income from your personal, and it won't be a problem. This is best practice for SM, whatever that means. Business anyway, shrug. Like, <coughs> what do you think of this? I got a cough because I'm still recovering from COVID. I don't, you know, you know it's funny. I, I think that it's, um, you know, if it's cumulative for mm -hmm. one business, like, you know, if you were a driver, you know, um, <clears throat> it would, it would, that would cover tips for like, you know, if you were getting tips that way, that would cover, um, you know, Uber, Lyft, uh, all the foods, you know, so it would be cumulative after a while, it would add up, you know, if you were a consistent driver, it would definitely add up. I don't drive Uber anymore, um, and I don't do, you know, Lyft anymore. So, um, you know, I but I do believe that um, there. I don't know. You know, I keep hearing about Elon Musk saying, you know, that he's been doing. You know, he's going to be he's he's paying taxes, and um, he'll be paying billions of taxes, is what he said. Um, but I do think that there should be more moves um, in terms of qualifying um, that income. I think on the one hand, it can if you're trying to buy a home or something like that, that will help to like show that you have the income. On the other hand, I think it should be also qualified uh, in terms of money that would be it should be net profit in terms of your expenses. And I think that you know, eventually you would have to, you know, go through and, you know, you'd, you'd claim those expenses on your taxes so you wouldn't necessarily have to be paying. And, and health insurance could be included in that. Um, yeah, but why push people through that? Why, why do that? Why not put in, you know, an emergency wealth tax to pay for this shit? Why go, why, you know, this, when, when I'd say, when I used to own a hair salon in Miami, like in the early 2000s. What? Yeah, I had and, no idea. <laughs> yeah, and when I um, one one thing my accountant told me is because I would get these tax bills and be like, you have to pay fifty dollar fine, and it never tells you why. And my mother Oof. got one of those recently, hundred fifty dollar fine. They don't tell you why, just pay it. My accountant told me that's what they do because that's how the IRS is able to generate income is they just nickel and dime the small people because they know they're not going to contest it, and they make ton mm -hmm. they make millions if not billions of dollars in revenue that way. And when, as soon as I saw this American Recovery Act and I saw what they're doing, I see that it's the same fucking thing, you know? When they say, like, and part of Build Back Better is supposed to include um, IRS, you know, a lot more IRS auditing. 
and they say, oh, we're going to go after the billionaires. The billionaires and the companies, they're already they're already dotting their T's and crossing their I's or whatever the crossing their T's. You know what I mean? They're already mm-hmm. following the rules. They have they have expensive accountants. So that what they tell us, it's they say we're going to go when they say they're cracking down on rich people. They really mean is they're cracking down on the gig economy workers. They're cracking down on poor people to squeeze even more Mm -hmm. money out of us as ridiculous. And it's it's so unbelievable because Mm -hmm. it's it's a ridiculous idea that, you know, that it doesn't make sense. Like, how could you possibly crack down on the people that voted for you? How could you crack down on poor people? It's it's ludicrous, but it's the truth. That's what they're doing. And the evidence is yeah. right fucking there. It's in the bill, you know? Yeah. And of course, yeah, I mean, like a smart person and, and a, a person like you or me who's been in the system, who grew up and went to college, we grew up in America. Of course, we know, oh, unfortunately, yeah, we're going to have to go to TurboTax and spend a day, you know, f- doing our deductions. But, you know, some immigrant from Mexico who's running a taco stand, is she going to be able to do that? No. And that's who they're squeezing. I see what you're saying. Yes. I mean, why? Why squeeze them when you can squeeze, get the money out of the the real people who should be paying this? Right. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people who have no idea that, you know, they can expense a lot of different things and that they can, you know, set up donations. And it's also, it's it's an extra work. And plus, who the fuck has time? I mean, talk about a typical person in this situation. They're working three gig jobs. They have kids to raise. And now you're telling them they have to spend a day doing, doing, figuring out their, their, their taxes and their deductions when they've never even done that before. So what, they have to go to a tax seminar? I mean, it's just ludicrous. That's, see, this is when people talk about neoliberalism and how ridiculous it is. Part of neoliberalism that people complain about is the fact that it creates complex bureaucracy. Complex paperwork, Byzantine, super complicated paperwork. Like our healthcare system is a perfect example. Why should we have to fill out all these fucking forms? Why should we have to, you know, have approvals for medications? You know, when if you're in a a socialist economy like Canada where they just pay the fucking bill. You know, when I lived in Holland, I gave them my my sycophants card to the doctor and that's it. No bills. No bills at all. The, The pharmacy, there's none of this back and forth nonsense that's this byzantine bureaucracy and that's what the tax system is the same thing and this they're just making it worse instead of better and they're 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 squeezing the peasants they're fucking this is feudalism they're squeezing the peasants and the lords get all the money i just find it deeply offensive and the fact that biden is doing it the people that that voted to the people that voted for him and he thinks they're too stupid i mean this, this makes people throw their hands up in the air because my issue, and I'll shut up, my big issue is, you know, we have all this January 6th stuff. You know, we're going to lose our democracy, lose our democracy. My point is, what does democracy matter when the leaders you elect legally don't do what they're elected to do? They are not accountable to the people. They're accountable to the donors, to corporations who do not elect them. And that's not democratic. So it, whether you vote for a Bush, a Bush got him senile, whether you vote for a Trump or Biden or, you know, Alice Kravitz, whoever you vote is going to do what those corporations want want them to do, not what they promised. They promised all this shit to us, like the public option, which nobody ever even pressed Biden on. 
that he promised us a public option, we get nothing. And the only health care legislation that has gone through recently is the um, the emergency medical billing law, which just went into effect in this a few days ago in January. And that's something Trump did. So how fucking embarrassing. So you're going to have 2002 elections and people are going to say, oh, the, the Republicans are going to it's a cakewalk for them. Oh, you want to vote for Democrats? Well, guess what? They just made you, screwed you by making you pay all these extra taxes if you're a gig economy worker, and they didn't do shit for health care. And look what we did. We gave you this surprise medical billing act. Let's see. What did you, Biden promised you a, a public option, and you get, a, you get a, a donut, a dick in the ass. Not even a good one, just an old withered dick. I mean, I, I get it. This is, see, this, when people say this, this, this is why we got Trump, this is why we're going to get Trump again. And people like me are just screaming it because it's so fucking obvious. And I just don't know what to do about it because everybody's so defensive. And then meanwhile, you have the Democrats who are a fucking protection racket. And they're just say they offer one thing. They're just like the mafia going to your little store on the street saying, oh, well, you better pay us uh, $500 a month or, you know, you're going to get your, you know, you're going to get your windows broken. Democrats are doing the same fucking thing. It's racketeering. It's saying, well. You better get you better vote for us or you're going to have Trump again and he's going to take all your freedoms away. (coughs) And everybody's like, okay. And if you dare question Biden, then they say, oh, well, you're pro Trump. (coughs) I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's pretty it's 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 pretty crazy. You know, I would add on to that that, um, you know, uh, the gig economy workers the gigs themselves need to be policed more. You know, uh, they were freelancers, then they were employees, and uh, at least in California, now they're back to being freelancers and they're fighting that battle because a lot of the taxes and a lot of the expenses would have been paid for by Uber, by Lyft corporate, by DoorDash corporate. As opposed to that expense going down to yeah. the driver and, and the expectation that the driver is, you know, follows rules and direction that a employer would lay out. You can't run a business without having. So you're saying they, they, they need to, to do some serious crackdown on the on the. The gig, or, oh, yeah. the gig economy employers, basically, like the DoorDash, the, the Uber, the Lyft. Yeah, I totally agree right. with you. Right. Because yeah. what they're doing is horrible, especially like what I've seen Uber in uh, has done to Chicago. Because you know they they came out so cheap in the beginning, so everybody, of course, used you oh, Uber because yeah. it was so cheap. Now that they have it, now they're raising prices to be higher than cabs. So now yep. people are starting to go back to cabs, but there's no cabs left, hardly any. Wow. Like I had to go, I had to go to the airport. I don't know. This was earlier this year. I went to the airport and the Uber was so expensive. I just couldn't afford it. So I had to get a taxi and took a, a long time to get one, but it was much cheaper than the Uber. I mean, I can imagine. You know. I can imagine. Yeah. That's what they, it's like the uh, menthol cigarettes. They mm-hmm. set you up with like the 40, you know, like I'm, I'm exaggerating, but they'll set you up with a pack of you know, the new menthol cigarettes that are really affordable mm-hmm. and they'll get you hooked. And then they're like, oh, yeah. sorry, <laughs> we're raising the prices on them. And, and they're doing, you know, it, they're doing the same thing now with the, like the DoorDash, all those kind of what they're doing now is they're just they're, they're taking the restaurants out. So they're creating oh, these. Wow. Um, <coughs> what do they call them? These backdoor kitchens, right? It's not yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. I know what you mean. It's, 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 <laughs> they're it's, creating uh, these kitchens. I forget, yeah. There's a word for it. I wish I could remember, but it's like a kitchen that's sort of like a no-name kitchen, right? They don't have a they don't have a store. They just do DoorDash or, or Uber Eats or whatever, and they're they're, you know. And meanwhile, we still have real restaurants, ghost, ghost kitchens. Ghost that's kitchen. it. Yeah, ghost kitchens. So basically, what what I see happening is the DoorDashes and the Ubers are creating their own ghost kitchens, and they're going to put real restaurants out of business, just like they did to taxis. Yeah, and then they're going to raise the prices. Right. And it's all this, you know, they'll, they'll do all these different brand names, but mm. it's just the same thing. It's exactly. just them in a ghost kitchen making that stuff up. I got yeah. some stuff from this place called Black House. It was a vegan sandwich. And it was like, it had this gigantic bun and this tiny little meat. Black House? What did you just call me? It was literally, listen, listen, uh, Mortimer. Yeah. <laughs> But it was Pinkus. Uh, black, black House. I think it's some people, black people who own it. But I think they also have started doing kind of ghost kitchen out of there as well to keep the doors open. Mm-hmm. But it's it's it was horrible. All right, Berbatia, I'm coughing. I have my leftover. Um, oh, I, 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 last I'm thing fine, I say. But but I'm fine. But I still have a, uh, the cough comes back. Uh, lips slowly well yeah i you know i'm glad you you're feeling better and that it's you know it's not like debilitating and you're in the hospital or anything like that and i'm sorry for Uh, the loss of your squirrel's uh lower half (laughs) it's it's totally all right it's you know it's you should have made the uh, necklace you should have made a a necklace out of the bowls though i'm surprised (laughs) you threw them out right Uh, i've decided that what i'm i'm going to um Squirrel ball is a yeah. delicacy, you know, in some Ooh. countries. Squirrel ball. Maybe that was the its innards, and they'd eaten the. the yeah, maybe it was an it was an offering, like a nice. It was a, a peace <laughs> offering. It's Sorry, so what was you saying? You said you had one more thing or something. One last thing is is mm-hmm. um, have you? There's a Reno nine one one. Um, the search for Q QAnon. Uh huh. I I, it, I haven't it, seen it. It's well. It's it's on um, Paramount Plus. Okay. And um, it's a little bit lopsided. Some of it's funny. Some of it's kind of like, oh God, girl, you guys are really stretching it. And I kid you not. I recommend it because you know one of your idols is on it, and actually, the funniest no, the funniest um, character in the in it. Well the funniest situation Q is QAnon is played by RuPaul you stop it seriously they do this whole search and then they end up on some kind of a yacht or something oh my god and they're like take us to Q and they take them to like RuPaul RuPaul is a man or RuPaul is a woman well, at, at this this time, with all the the, yeah. the work she's had done, you can't really tell if she's a man or a woman. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So anyway, wow, I had this revelation about RuPaul. I just it, it's so it, it. What happened is I watched an Instagram reel, and you know how they do those quick changes. We we've bitched about them. You know, we're like, oh, so she did a quick change where she's like dancing as a man, right? And then she da- and then she quick changed and then she's RuPaul looking beautiful, right? But what I realized is, you know, she dances horribly as a man. 
But then she switches. She just has no rhythm at all as a man. Ridiculous. Terrible. And then as soon as she snapped, turn, changes into a woman, she's just so elegant and gorgeous and perfect in every way, right? And at that point, it became obvious to me, all the controversy, oh, RuPaul is trans. She's just always been, she's still in the closet. It was clear as day. Oh, you know, wow. I think she's just trans. She's a closeted trans. As ridiculous as that sounded, it also makes sense. It does make a lot of sense. I mean, it's sense. just like her watching her trying to masquerade as a man is like one of the saddest things I've ever seen. It would be like watching Mitch, well, Mitch McConnell as a woman. Actually, not. No, that would be fun. But I don't even I don't even know what I can compare it to. You know, what? I just thought somebody that was, said that Mitch, somebody said that Mitch, Mitch McConnell, uh, that the have you seen the box for Mary's for C's candy? Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't. Anyway, there's there's yeah. a candy called C's candy. Yeah, I know. It was yeah. made back in the 1800s. And the, the woman who made it looks like Mitch McConnell is what I heard. What, what someone oh. said. So, but yeah, I, I get that that she's very transgender. And, it um, makes sense, right? Especially when she's made like... I mean, I don't agree that she's said homophobic things, but a lot of people have accused her of that. And it's always typical of people who are, you know, when they're closeted, they tend to lash out at those people who they they can't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's... Did you see that, that show on, on Netflix that... Uh, I forget what it was called, but... Oh, my God, it does look like her. Mary C. Yeah, Mary C., uh, but <laughs> that's hysterical. I'm gonna save that yeah. for maybe for the album, right? But uh, but RuPaul actually looks. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, when RuPaul was out of drag, mm-hmm. he was horrid as an as an actor. He's uh-huh. never been good as an actor, mm-hmm. but as an actress and being bitchy and all that, just people just yeah. eat it up it makes it. it's exactly aligned with what i was saying yeah right that's absolutely right so. and don't forget mm-hmm. to um sign up for my Substack, stack thank you <laughs> exactly yeah thank you you're welcome. All right, Barbatia, I really appreciate your coming on. And, you know, I know that the, the squirrel was tough for you to discuss, but you did it. And I think you're going to be a better person for it. My, my suggestion to you is figure out a way to make peace with those people because you don't want no sense. I know it's not your fault. I know you, there's no reason why you should have to do this. But if that's what they're doing, you got to get it to stop. And if that means you're going to, I think it means you're going to have to be the much bigger person and just make a batch of cookies and you're just gonna have to turn on the charmy but if they're doing that stuff to you it's got to stop you know pray doing a protection prayer is not enough not with that kind of shit sorry well i i don't know if that's what they're actually doing but i think that their their energies oh. focus elsewhere oh, okay. You know? okay well i mean if, if, if they're skip putting a dead squirrel on your uh, back doorstep uh, I, I would beg to differ but that's fine but I think they kind of move from one 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 resentment to another. So I think they're. I think I might be be okay for a while. Okay. I'm, after okay. you know, after pilot season is over, I, I'm. Um, I've already started looking at uh, newer places, and that's that's like sticker mm-hmm. shock. That's a whole another show. Okay. Sticker shock of you know mm-hmm. the cost of apartments. You know. So. Okay. Well. 
Thanks for coming right. on, and um, I hope you think about ways to, to turn that into a script. Because there's something there. I might. I might. We'll mm -hmm. see. We'll see. Thank you. All right, probation. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Thank you. See you later. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Once in a while, rabbis like to have a little fun. Wasn't there a rabbi sitting in a religious hotel in the mountains, and a nafkia comes over to him? <laughs> nafkia is a, a loose woman, a lewd woman. And she comes over to him and she says, When you say hey, literally it means I pick myself up. But it's got a sneaky mixed connotation there. Hebzich means she can put out too. She says, Ich Hebzich. He says, Well, Hebzich and Gay and my wife is coming out of the lobby. <laughs> they have sense of humor, rabbis. Wasn't there a rabbi went into one of these Tenstebels? Tenstebel. That's a house of ill repute. A what? Tenstebel as if she's a shtick fared. <laughs> Follow me? What I meant to say was, uh, he walks into one of these places and he figures he's never been there. Came and he looks around behind him, see? He walks in, he gets through, beautiful broad, and he gets dressed. And the girl don't know what to do with a rabbi, how she can ask him for money. So she sticks her hand out. So he puts his hand in hers, he says, not off Simchis. <laughs> Which means just on happy occasions. We even have Jewish fairies, that's right. What do you think a Jewish fairy is called? A Hebrew. That's right. A priest buys a house, a rabbi buys a house. The priest puts in a beautiful garden, the rabbi puts in a beautiful garden. The priest buys a new car, the rabbi buys a new car. The priest comes out and baptizes the car with holy water. The rabbi stood in for three days, came out and cut off his exhaust pipe. <laughs> I knew an old man, it was an obsession with him. He says, he goes over to a Catholic priest, mind you, a, a chutzpah. He says, I'll give you a million dollars for Catholicism if you let me sleep at a nun. The priest is stunned. He says, this is a Catholic church. It's sacrilegious. We can't. He says, I don't care. I'll give you $2 million. It's an obsession with me. I had a dream. I must have it. He says, well, we'll see what we can do for $2 million. Maybe we'll get one of the nuns to, to sacrifice herself for, the, for us because we can do so much with that money. Well, sure enough, he says, we have one. She's up in the room. The $2 million, God forgive us. He goes up in the room. The next morning, he wakes up. He looks at the nun. He says, oh, lame of you. I don't care for the $2 million. I had this dream, and I made a nun. I made a nun. She looks at him. She says, I glick a digger truffle. <laughs> so you see, you can be outsmarted. Look at this one, hiding the face, but she laughed before everybody else. Before I even got to the punchline. Beautiful blonde hair. Thank God for Claire Oil. They say, I'm only kidding, honey. They say some fellas love blondes because they're blonde heads. Some love red because they're red heads. Mine, God bless her. She's a blackhead. And I figured I'm better off because she can squeeze a blackhead. <laughs> honey, you're right here sitting here, the one that's built like a brick shistle. Would you do me a favor, honey? Pull it down a little bit. Pull it down. You have nothing to worry about, God bless you, because you're built. You happen to have it, honey, so I can pick on you. I can pick on you. know you've got it, doll. I knew a flat-chested girl, little Jewish girl, stood at grossing it. She's pounding her chest, and she says, Vega schwollen, but it didn't help her. <laughs> like three guys from Europe are ready to come to the United States. One fellow says, my name is Adel. The second one says, my name is Battle. And the third one says, my name is Schmettel. He says, if we go to the United States, we can't use these kind of names. So he says, we have to change our names. So one says, I'll call myself Uck. <laughs> the second one says, I'll call myself Buck. The third one says, I'll stay home. <laughs> I know a fellow that went to the University of Tulane and became a Tulaner. 
It's an age of gimmicks, honey. Look at the Catskill Mountains. You notice they use mostly Filipino bakers? Why? Do you know why? Because they have an inverted pipic. <laughs> it's a clinical thing. It's like a Hugo de Vries mutation. The pipic is inverted one extra inch. You know when a, 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 a Filipino is going to be a great baker? When they know he can carry the Filipino flag in his pipic with no hands. <laughs> and march in a parade in Manila, they know he's going to be engrossing his anemison. Anevola. You know why? Because mass production. Because <clears throat> they must take the cookie and press it against their pipic for design. They don't want him to waste time and put him on a pan and make an extra man. So they, Pippick, cookie, Pippick. We taught this guy, cookie, Pippick, cookie, Pippick. You should see how the Michigan made the donuts, Geschwollen <laughs> Didn't two Jews in Israel meet? One says to the other, we used to fight. The other one says, Gedanknischt. The second one says, you fought in the Gaza Strip and the Gedanknischt? Potsaid. That's where I fought, Potsaid, right on the canal. <laughs> there was a story my grandfather told me about being overseas. And one of the dwarfs, that's like a little county, there was a gentleman selling Bibles. And each Bible he sold, he vernichted the woman he sold it to. Vernichted means he, he gave her a little Zetsky's Kaltewasser. <laughs> little trestle. Oh, the rabbi hears about this and he checks up on a guy and finally finds out he lives two dwarfs away and he goes over and knocks on the door. A man comes to the door, he looks about 65 years old with a long beard down to here with a black hat. And the rabbi says, can you tell me where the gentleman is that sold the Bibles to the four women? And I'd say, Ola vernichtet. The gentleman looks at me and says, I'm the man. He says, how old are you? He says, 72 years old. He says, 72 years old and you vernichtet four women and you sold them Bibles and they live in four different dwarfs? How did you do it? He says, how about bicycle? <laughs> you wasn't there this little old lady got in front of the judge and she just judged? A Jewish judge. He says, how old are you? She says, feeling a bit secure, 74. So how old is your husband? He says, 86. He says, how come you want a divorce? She says, he don't satisfy me. The judge says, when did you notice this? Just last Thursday and again last night. <laughs> You're only as old as you feel. Wasn't a fellow walking along with his wife and a nafka comes by and she says, hello, Sam. And the wife says, Michigan, who is that? He says, keep your mouth shut. I'll have enough trouble explaining you to her. <laughs> you know, Jewish people, God bless them, we're wonderful in our approach. Like when, a, when, a, when an old man tries to cop out of something that he sold a woman. A woman goes into a store and she says, I thought you sold me a falsies. Give a kick, the falsies on a flat. What's for our falsies on a day? He looks at his clerk and says, you dummy, you sold a tuchus number seven instead of falsie number five. <laughs> Didn't this woman come over to her husband and she says, uh, Sam, why don't you buy me a beautiful dress? We're going to Atlantic City for a convention like Mrs. Korn. He says, darling, ich klag dir die best. Don't worry about it. You don't need a dress. By mir bist du schön wie der Welt. Nice as the world. You don't need nothing. She says, all right. She says, tomorrow morning I'm going to go just like I am. He says, darling, the way you go will be good enough for me. The morning they're ready to go and she walks down with a nightgown up to the Pippic. He looks at her, he says, darling, what is this? She says, you wouldn't buy me any clothes, this is the way I'm going to go. He looks down, he says, bum, at least take a shave before we go. <laughs> a woman is walking along the beach with half her bosom out. So another woman says, Sarah, how come you're walking with half your bosom out? It's a new Shane. She says, my husband's a dummy. Whatever he takes out, he forgets to put back. <laughs> like two Jewish women meet, one woman says to another, she says, how's your daughter? She says, my daughter's a secretary. Has a beautiful job. The boss takes her to Florida. He bought her a mink stole. He bought her a ring. She says, how's your daughter? She says, oh, I'm <laughs> There was a little story about bigotry. A little gentleman walks into a hotel and he says, he walks in, he says, how much costs that room here? Well, the clerk recognizes he's Jewish. He said, uh, we have no room. The little lanceman looks at me and says, room, shmoom, how much cost a room here? 
He says, we have no space. He says, space, shmace, how much cost a room here? He says, there's nothing available. He's available, available. I want to know how much cost a room here. He says, well, don't get excited, sir. I'll call the manager. He'll know how to handle you. He walks in the manager. He says, one of those people in there, you know, from the, you know, uh, Jewish people. And, you know, I, you know, you told me about the restriction here, sir, and I don't know how to handle him. He says, I know how to handle him. I'm the manager. I'll go in there. He says, sir, he says, we have no room here. The clerk told you. He says, clerk, jerk, I don't give a goddamn. He says, well, I want to tell you something, sir. Don't make me yell. This hotel is restricted. He says, restricted, schmicked. He says, I'm keeping the shicks upstairs. How much cost a room? I want to pay my bill. <laughs> a lot of Schwarzer go to shul. You ever see two Schwarzer meet? And one Schwarzer says to another, he says, man, where did you go? He says, I, I went to the shul down the street. That can of Rappaport, he shakes a mean talus. He shakes a mean talus. The other fellow says, I went there with can of Goldstein down a block. He kisses a nasty titter. <laughs> a little colored woman goes in front of the judge. And the Jewish judge says, Mandy, I thought you told me you were going to behave. You told me you weren't going to oleo margarine anymore. She says, Your Honor, I haven't jelked you to the last time he was on a rap. He says, well, what are you doing here? He says, you mean to say you got no vices? She says, no vices, strictly Schwarzes. I stick to my own kind. <laughs> Wasn't there a Jewish gentleman that gets a little money, one of the nouveau rich, and he looks at his wife, he says, darling, I got you a chauffeur. He'll trap you around. She says... I don't need a chauffeur. He says, darling, we got a little station in life yet. It's a kick in the shane. He'll tribe you around. Don't worry. He says, now that he's driving you, won't be carry you like him. She says, I love the way he tribes, she says, but I don't like the look in his eye. He says, don't be silly. You must be imagining. It's just you never had a Schwarzer chauffeur, so you imagine. He says, I don't like the look in his eye. I trapped good, but I don't like the look in his eye. Two weeks go by. The husband looks at the wife. He says, well, he says, how do you like it? She says, I like him. She says, I love the way he tribes, but I don't like the look in his eye. The husband says, look, darling, I have to go away to Washington. I'll be gone for two weeks. The chauffeur will travel you wherever you want. You'll sit in the back. Sananständig. Husband goes away. He comes back a day early and he walks into the bedroom. There's his wife with the Schwarzer. So team Schwarz in front of the Eugen. He says, Taj, darling, how could you do this to me? He says, I got you a beautiful home. I bought you a beautiful mink. He says, I got you a chauffeur to travel you around and there you are in bed with the chauffeur you're trestling. She says, I told you I didn't like the look in his eye. Now you see it, black on white. <laughs> I like the little story about the two women that meet, and one woman says to another, she says, my husband is a gentleman. Second says, first man's done husbands are gentlemen. This is one of my favorite stories. She says, my husband comes home at night, he comes in, the door is squeaky, it shouldn't squeak, he oils it with a can of oil. He comes inside, there's the steps, the first step, the second step, the fourth step is loose. He goes over the four steps, only schmachen can noise like, eh. I get to the upstairs, again with the door, again with the oil. It's only schmachen can noise when I drate this. Get on, no light, finster right in the dark. Puts a suit here, the pen's there, over here. Gets into the bed, he knows the mattress is going to make a little noise like a little cat's or a kitten. He gets into the bed, as a glitches a chanan. He glides in. He pulls the blanket over me, the tainer, as only schmachen move from the hand, he should wake me up. This by me is a gentleman. The second one says, this by you is a gentleman. My husband comes home, a chmalia mitten tear like a bulvan. A clop at the plates. It's the fourth step, the fifth step like a Mac driver. He goes in, he opens up the light, he throws his pants there, his suit there. He jumps into the bed, he says, Becky, mitten tuchas if you please. This by me is a gentleman. <laughs> Funny little stories like this man doesn't tell the wife the house was painted. She's away on the weekend, she comes back and what happens? She goes in, her toilet seat's painted. And we shouldn't know from it. With the red paint, what do you think happens? She gets stuck to the paint on the seat. No? She tugs and she heaves and she can't shut up in them seat. 
And she starts to get a little sensitive already, you know what I mean? What can you do? She waits and her husband comes home. She says, Sam, why didn't you tell me you, you had the toilet seat painted? And he pulls and tugs and heaves and he can't get her off. So what can he do? By this time, she's pretty sore. He loses the hinges on the seat, picks her up seat and all. Puts her in the bedroom, throws a blanket over her, calls the doctor, rushes down to the doctor. He says, Sam, look what happened to my wife. He pulls the blanket off. The doctor looks. He says, beautiful, but did you have to frame it? <laughs> One fellow says to another, he says, boy, he says, the trouble with our, our restaurant is no business. You know why? He says, we got to cover the seats with velvet. To get the business elements on the Havex, that's going to be ensconced in the seats. It'll be nice and labor-dick and soft. They'll enjoy the dinners. The other fellow says, this is It's got to be more labor-dick. We've got to cover the seats with sins. Rose petals, sins. Those aren't labor-dick. They'll forget about the troubles, like this fellow here with the second mortgage. <laughs> the third one says, the velvet is good to cover the seats. I've ordered good. And the tints is I've ordered good to cover the seats. But what we need to cover the seats is more asses. Business is bad. <laughs> Two women are walking up the steps, and one woman says to another as they open the door, she says, Sarah, give a kick. Your daughter in bed with a sailor. The mother says, next thing you know, she'll be smoking. <laughs> My father was a great advice giver. I says, Pop, I want to go to college. He says, Mom's a you learn what's what, what's the gain in college? So I went to work for the garment center. Where do you work? For $12, $13 a week and a buck for supper. You know the old days uh, when you used to work like that. And I met a beautiful broad there, a nice little shiksa girl that buys retail. And I, the first day I'm up there, she takes me up to her apartment. What do I know? I'm a young fella. Basically, from these Aachen, you know what I mean? She pours me a drink, puts on a beautiful Negla Giggy. <laughs> comes in with a bra half down, looks like Wiley Post, a black bra. But I said, what's this? She says, what's what? I said, idiot, if I knew what's what, I'd be in college. I wouldn't be here with you. <laughs> and this gentleman here, God bless him, so young here, look at him, he hasn't got his hair yet. You know, he said, he said, how come he, I can get away with it and you can't? What business are you in, sir? What business are you in, sir? Huh? A sanitary... Sanitary engineer? That means he makes toilets, right? I'm hip. They said he's a sanitary engineer. It means I christen you Flush Gordon. What's your first name, so I'll know. Shmuel. See, now, Shmuel, Shmuel, you can make a joke out of, you know what I mean? I mean, like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, Shmuel, you could say, if the woman is a litvak with a loose plate, and she says, and you told me you're a man, and give a kick me Shmuel says. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Shmuel, you can do anything with that kind of a thing. And remember, when you put the toilet water on your head, don't bump your head on a seat. Right? Because there was a little girl, and she said to them, raises her hand in the class, and she, the teacher, she says, I have to go fishing. See how you reminded me? <laughs> Even I was going to say that. The teacher says, don't say you have to go fishing. Say you have to go number one, and I'll understand, the Jewish teacher. She says, don't say it's an ishane. So the kid the next day raises her hand, the teacher says, what do you have to do? The kid says, I have to go number one in cotton two. <laughs> what? I have to talk fast, sir, because you know why I'm not sure. If I talk half-fast, that's the way it'll come out. <laughs> You're starting everything here with me. You're wonderful. I think you and I may do a double. I'd like you to split what I get. 
I want you to get a taste of this lousy business for a while. What business is this man in right here? Huh? Electrician? Listen, I knew a queer electrician that blew a fuse, pal. <laughs> Fella comes home and he catches his wife cheating. Cheating, and he looks at, the, and he looks at her, he says, Darling, he says, how could you do a thing like this to me? She says, he says, look, he says, who bought your mink stole? I did. He says, you did, Sam? You should live so long. With the money you gave me, I couldn't even buy a muskrat. This man bought me the mink stole. Who do you think bought the house here? Who paid for the mortgage and the amortization? This little man in the bed. Who bought me the little car? This man. He says, darling, cover him up before he catches cold. <laughs> now, a guy meets a girl in Russia. He says, hello, Navka. She says, don't call me Navka. I'm married. Call me Miss Navkovitz. <laughs> he comes to the United States. He meets the same woman. He says, hello, whore. She says, Brennan's us. Don't call me whore. I'm married. Call me Miss Hurovitz. Wasn't there a woman standing nude in front of the mirror before a wedding and she looks down, she's Fraser Ketzler. Morgan, Mr. Essen Kishke. I mean, you got these kind of stories. I have to think of these things. I know a woman comes over to a daughter, she says, daughters, how was the three honeymoon? She's the first daughter, she says, I heard last night you were laughing. She says, why did you laugh? I was listening to the door. She says, mama, this is my first night, it tickled. She's Vesach Zitrayan. She's the second daughter, she says, mama, she says, I heard you was crying, darling. Why did you cry? She says, Mom, it hurt a little bit. She goes over to the third daughter. She says, Rosie, from, do, do, from you, I didn't hear nothing from your door. What's the matter? She says, Mama, how many times you told me when I got something in my mouth, I shouldn't talk? <laughs> One fellow meets another in Paris, and he says, uh, Sam, how's he in Paris? He says, I met a girl, boy. I laid my face. She's gorgeous. He says, these French girls are crazy. He says, Michigan are girls, he says. And he starts to describe her, you know, and those superlatives, and finally... A girl appears behind him. The other fellow that's listening says, this is the girl? He says, yeah. He says, this is the girl that you told me has beautiful eyes? Look at her eyes, like railroad tracks, they cross. Give a kick. This is not Miss America, this is Miss America. <laughs> this is the one with the nose like Hedy Lamar? Give a kick. She's got a nose like a racehorse. He says, this is the one you told me had lips like petals? It's like bicycle petals. Give a kick. This is the one with beautiful teeth? This chalier has got such buck teeth she could eat watermelon through a picket fence. This is the one you told me has got a body like a treasure. Achalier is Allah should have been buried 500 years ago. The other fellows, you don't have to whispers. He's Toy Boychet. He says, so listen, he said. So listen, he said, there's more to this joke. He said, listen, he says. So he says, how was it here in Paris? He says, this girl is marvelous, this French girl. You should see the way they kiss, different from the American and Medloch. You should see the way she bit me on the ear. You should say, well, I fooled her over. You should say, I bit her on the pipic. He said, what about the rest? He said, the rest is like in the Bronx. Woman gets in front of the judge, and the judge says, uh, uh, and a, on a quiz, quiz contest, and he says, uh, who chopped down the cherry tree? She says, uh, Charlie Chaplin and Mickey Hargitay. He says, well, that's not a good answer, but I guess technically you must have misconstrued my question. So I'll give you another chance, $24. Who spread the limbs? My husband. He says, well, that's not exactly a right answer, but I guess we could accept it. He says, for $48, what was the first thing you said to your husband on a honeymoon? She scratches her head. She says, that's a hard one. He says, give the lady $96. <laughs> I would like to leave you with a little thought, ladies and gentlemen, to tell you why a lot of Jewish people are going to Puerto Rico. Do you know why? Because a lot of the Puerto Ricans are coming here. <laughs> so we figure the planet may tip. And I'll tell you when the Jews got a little panicky. When they went to Miami and they saw Spanish people dancing last year and Jewish people in a the band, they knew it was shifting against us. <laughs> Before I say goodnight, they always say, leave your audience with a laugh. 
Man's ready to go on a honeymoon with his wife, but unfortunately develops a little impediment in his speech and he looks at his wife and he says, Sarah, I'm, 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 I'm ready. I'm, I'm in love with you. She says, Sam, I love, I love, I love you too, but you got me, you got me, you got me talking like this. She says, I'll get ready for big things you whisper in my ear and what'll I end up with? In all the And then we'll raise little, what am I, a satellite? Supposing you can't get your Sputnik up, I'm left with the... She says, I'll do anything, anything, anything you say to get rid of this, Michigas. She says, why don't you go to a, to a, to a, to a psychiatrist, a minesweeper, a crazy doctor, a fellow that thinks infants have as much fun in infancy as adults have in adultery. Get rid of this, Nella Schwartz, you You got me going like this. He says, I'll do anything, anything you say. So he heads for the psychiatrist, and by a strange coincidence, the psychiatrist has got the same trouble that he's got. But to a lesser degree, and he looks at him, he says, can I, can I, can I help you out? He says, uh, I used to like, like, like you. He says, I want you to, to, to give me some pills. He says, I'll give you some, some, some pills, and you'll be just as good as I am. He comes back the next day. Psychiatrist looks at him, he says, well, how do you, how do you feel now? He says, Doc, I'm feeling much better. He says, I think you're going to cure me. He says, give me a double dose. I want to get my wife alone. I want to open a negligee and I want to grab her by the, oh, by the pipic, by the, oh, by the, and when I get down there, I don't want it to end up with. <laughs> so maybe you can give me a double dosical dose, put the van. Because back the next day, psychiatrist looks at me and says, well, how do you, how do you, how do you feel now? He says, doc, I don't know you're a Michigan, but I'm feeling much better. <laughs> he says, I think you're going to cure me. He says, what are you going to charge me for this? For this, for this treatment. The doc says, never mind the money, just give me some of my pills back. Now you got me, now got me talking like this. Can I have your number and let me call my, my manager 